Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Sunday to Sunday. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Intelancy, and around this table I have with me today, Stephanie Nobles. Hi. Yeah. And Pastor Anthony Braswell. What's up, guys? Hope you're doing well. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen to this podcast, let's all do that together. One, two, three. (laughs) As always, we're having a good time, and we're inviting you in on this journey with us. And uh, we're going to start our podcast today. If you're just scrolling through the TV guide. Do they still call it the TV guide? Sure, I think so. And a movie's on, it's gonna rope you in every single time, no matter how many times you've seen it, what is that movie? Okay, this may be unpopular because it's like five and a half hours long, but if any of the Lord of the Rings movies is on, I'm going I'm going to watch it. Good really? Love, love the Lord of the Rings movies, yes. Love the entire I've never seen them. No! no oh my gosh. I don't gosh. know that so, I could tell you much about them. I've seen them, but it's been a long time. So good, so good. And if you watch the first, you have to watch the entire trilogy. So if any one of them come on, I'm, I'm watching it. But like the extended edit is like literally like four and a half hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue into my movie that I always watch because um, an actor from The Lord of the Rings, Sean Astin, is in my okay. favorite movie. It's my mm-hmm. favorite movie and I watch it every time it's on. It's The Goonies. Oh, Goonies, Goonies is a great oh, movie. yes. I love that movie so much. Movie Goonies. trap. <laughs> that's what I said. Data. Movie trap. Booty trap. <laughs> I... Have never seen that movie. Oh my gosh. What? Do we need to have a movie marathon? Apparently. Yes, for sure. I mean, I'm not going to watch yours, but you should for sure watch The Goonies. The Goonies is awesome. Yeah, so mine, um, I pay attention to a lot of things when it comes to movie choices. So cinematography is a big thing. Plot is a very big thing. Uh, scenery, costume design. And so therefore, my favorite would be Rush Hour 2. <laughs> Every single time. I'm sure time. they won an Oscar for all of those all things. All of you those things. Mentioned. And what's funny is anytime somebody... Um, is watching TV and they see it on. I get a random text from people. They're like, "It's on, man! You gotta watch it." So <laughs> Turn I always to channel two forty two. Yeah, and so it gets me every single time. Mar- Marion and I, we play this game. If you could spend an entire day with any movie characters, not like not like the celebrity, but mm-hmm. them as their character, hmm. like who would it be? And for me, is is Jackie Chan and Chris, <laughs> Chris Tucker, Tucker in their characters from yeah. Rush Hour? So I think Lee. I'd like to play golf with them one day in those characters. That'd That's be So one thing that we like to do when we get together as a staff is talk about what we loved about this past week. So I'm just going to ask you guys on the podcast today, as you think about this past Sunday, what was your favorite moment from Sunday? Um, Mine was... I had a friend show up that I hadn't seen in a long time, Hannah. Awesome, Hannah Hopman. Hannah Hopman and her family. Like, Hannah, um, if you don't know her, she is wonderful. She was part of the North Park family for a long time. Still is, but, you know, um, since after college moved away from the Raleigh area. But her and her mom and sister were here yesterday, and it was such a treat to see them. So if you're listening to this... I love you, Hannah, and your family. You're the best. So cool. (laughs) Hannah played basketball at NC State. She She played on the women's basketball team. She's amazing. Awesome. Uh, Sunday morning, I was playing bass, and because I was just kind of in my own pocket, not leading or anything, I was able to look out into the congregation and see a lot of freedom in worship. Um, We tagged back into King of My Heart when you came up, Pastor, and kind of led us into that. There was just a lot of 
freedom from the congregation to just really respond. And that was just really cool to see that from that di- different perspective of not leading, just kind of being a part of it. So that was, that was my favorite song, moment. Yeah, it it is, yeah, yeah. So my favorite moment is um, when we got there early, my wife and I just kind of walked around the different environments as people were setting them up. And what was cool is everyone was kind of done. Like they were mm-hmm. finished setting up, but it was that space between we're finished setting up, now we're getting ready for service. Uh, but kids weren't in the kids' environments, you know, people weren't coming in just yet into the lobby. And so all the teams were just huddled together, mm-hmm. and they were just laughing and talking and sharing their experiences. And we talked so much about the fact that life change happens in the context of meaningful relationships. Uh, but that doesn't just happen in life groups. I think that that happens on our teams that we serve. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think that's why it's so important for people to be on those teams. It's a great point for them to be able to share their gifts but it's also a great opportunity to meet some people and, and rub some elbows with people who are on the same journey that you are. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And that, that actually transitions us into this past Sunday, what you were speaking on, week three of relationship goals. Um, I want to hit two points that you had spoken about this past week, um, because when you said it, you said, I know it's going to sound like I'm speaking from both sides of my mouth, and you gave us a great answer on how to, how to really imp- implement this in our life. You said, I will not allow my friends to pull me away from God's plan. But at the same time, you said, I will not stop loving people with the unconditional love of Jesus. And you had an awesome illustration illustration on stage with Connor Christensen, and you had a, a rope, and you tied each other, saying that we should be connected. Um, but at the same time, you can pull people in the right direction, and other people can pull you in the wrong direction. So can you give us some practical ways that we can focus on both discerning the right relationships and loving everyone like Jesus? Yeah, and it is tough, and, and I know that... Um, you know, growing up, my parents were, were really good at protecting me and, and, and trying to help me make sure that I was involving myself in relationships um, that would help me as I followed Jesus. And that's really important, especially for a, a teenager or for a middle school student, because those are such formative years. Um, and our friends do influence our future. And, and so, you know, the Bible is so filled with scriptures where it talks about walk with the wise and become wise for the companion of fool suffers harm. Uh, the Bible says the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Um, so, you know, the idea with Connor was we can easily pull our friends off course or we can be pulled off course mm-hmm. um, by the decisions that other make and, and others make and the influence that they have on us. Uh, but at the same time, when I look at the life of Jesus, he spent so much time with people that nobody else wanted to spend time with. I mean, he yeah. spent time with those who were rejected and who, who were outcasts, the sinners, the tax collectors, all those people. And they even asked him, why do you spend so much time with these people? And he said, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, it's the sick. Mm. And so he, he took time to hang out with some shady people. I love the Bob Goff quote, Jesus spent his whole life seeking the people most of us have spent our whole lives avoiding. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, I think he gives us an example that that we should be light to people in dark places. So it, it is talking out of both sides of my mouth. It's like, yes, we have to be careful about the influence that others have on us. And at the same time, we have to be very intentional about being the right influence on the people that God has brought into our life. 
Mm. Exactly. I think you can love other people and serve other people and meet needs very well in a lot of people's lives, but not let every single one of those people speak into your life. Mm. Yes. And, and there's a difference. And I think that's where you can say you're not really speaking out of both sides of your mouth. You just have to kind of find the, the balance and the parameters to do both and do it well, like Jesus did. Like, you know, he spent a lot of time with people who had real needs or, or were very far from God, but he also surrounded himself with a core group of friends that he really spent time with, had deep conversations with, like poured his heart out to. And there's a difference in those two things, but he still did both very well. Yeah. yeah. Very, very well. Hmm. If I look at Jesus, I think he gives us a really good example. I think everybody in your life probably falls into two categories. I mean, if we really dig down, there may be other categories, but I think there's really two. There's core friends, people that you allow to speak into your life. Those are people you go to for advice, uh, for wisdom, for guidance. You lean on those people. They lean on you. I would say those are kind of that core group of people. Uh, Again, they are the biggest influences in your life. And then I think this other group of people, everybody else falls into. Mm. Because we want to love everybody. Mm -hmm. And we want to be kind and and generous and thoughtful. And we want to invest in them. Um, And and so we're just going to love everybody, uh, regardless of the choices that they make. So I think we can put, put all of those people in this other category. But just because I love them, because I spend time with them, I'm kind to them, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to allow them to impact the choices that I make. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I think it really comes down to uh, the questions that people ask us in our relationships. Like, for instance, for someone who's in my core group that I'm really allowing them to influence me, they're probably going to be asking me questions like, how is God leading you in this decision? How, do, how will this honor God most in your life? Again, the focus in, in that is, is God. Life change happens in relationships. And so in the context of that relationship, they're pushing me to follow Jesus and, and, and really glorify Him. I, I was talking to a friend this morning. I was being really honest about how bad my choices were yesterday uh, with food. I made the worst choices yesterday. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It was a horrible day for Anthony Braswell and his physical fitness journey. I need to know what you chose. Okay. Go. I, I ate a Pop-Tart and a cup of coffee. That was first breakfast. First, first breakfast. breakfast. Yes. Then I stopped at McDonald's and got a sausage biscuit and a large diet Dr. Pepper. Okay. <laughs> then for lunch, I went to Arby's because all nice. I could think about was this French fries, fries yes. we all talking about. So I got two roast beef sliders and some 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 uh, some curly fries and another large diet Dr. Pepper. And then for dinner, we decided to go to Shake Shack. So I got a bacon cheeseburger, fries, and another large diet Dr. Pepper. And I topped it off with some ice cream. And <laughs> And somebody had given us Girl Scout cookies, so I ate four peanut butter Girl Scout cookies. Like, wow. Was, I am surprised you're day. here right now. <laughs> I ate like a child, you know, all day long. And when I was kind of joking about this to my friend, Todd Tallarico, uh, Todd kind of looked at me and he said, Pastor, I'm just going to ask you. He said, I know we're laughing about it. He said, but let's be honest. Did that glorify God? Are you glorifying God? You know Jesus God? loves a thin mint. <laughs> but I didn't eat a thin mint. I got the peanut butter. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, that question got me. Did those choices glorify God? I mean, listen to this guy. He could have easily been like, oh, man, it's not a big deal. Start over tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to live. You only live once. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's not what he said. He, 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 he took something that I shared with him and said, hey, 
are these choices glorifying God? There was some accountability in mm. that. Uh, then I got a, a gif of this really big dude and somebody poking his stomach, so there was some shaming along with that. But <laughs> wow! For that was from Julie Tallarica. <laughs> uh, so I got, uh, I got some accountability and, and public shaming from her. But, you know, that those questions, how, how, how is God being glorified in this? But then those other groups of people in your life, they're not asking those questions. Their mm-hmm. questions are different. You know, their question is, what do you want to do? What's best for you? What would make you happy? Well, those seem like legitimate questions, but the reality is it's not about me being happy. It's not all what's best for me. Mm-hmm. It's how is God most glorified in my life? And so the people that I want influencing me, I want to make sure they're asking the right questions. Yeah. Exactly. That's and good. I think, too, um, you hear people say a lot of times, and we've probably even thought it at some point in our life, like, you know, it's not that big of a deal who I hang around. You know, I'm strong or my faith is strong or whatever. But what happens when you're in a really low point in your life? Like you're going through something really tough and you need people to come alongside you that are going to keep pointing you towards Jesus when you can't take those next steps yourself. And I saw this um, meme on Instagram last night and it just said, in Mark 2, Jesus healed a paralyzed man because of his friend's faith and you think who you hang out with doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh gosh. It got me. And especially after the sermon this past Sunday, because you know, when we're at our lowest, we want the people who are surrounding us to be people who will come alongside us. And in Mm. in Mark two, um, verse five, it says, Jesus saw their faith, and because of their faith, he healed the man. Now we can't pray for someone's salvation. We can't pray for somebody's salvation. They have to accept it themselves. It's be their choice, but mm-hmm. you know, our faith can help point people to Jesus. It can yeah. cause miracles that lead them to accepting salvation. You know, it can just bring the love mm-hmm. of God alongside the people in our lives, and so we can do that for other people. And we need to be surrounded by people who do that for us mm. every single day. I think about Job, right? So Job lost everything in yeah. a day, right? Lost his health, his wealth. His, that's the, the way the song goes. Yes. He lost his health, his wealth, you know, <laughs> um, his, his, his family, uh, all in a matter of a day. And what did his friend say? Job, you should just curse God and die. Like mm. you should, like obviously you've done something wrong. Like right. you, you just, and, 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 and his friends like were so quick to 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 really push him into the wrong direction. Right. Um, and then I think about Moses, who was on a battlefield one day, who was losing the battle. As long as his hands were in the air, he was winning. But as soon as he would drop his arms, uh, they began to be pushed back. And and he got tired and couldn't lift them up anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he had two buddies, Aaron and her, uh, horrible name, Aaron and her, uh, actually physically hold his arms up. And as long as those arms were up, they actually won that battle, not because of Moses, but because of the people who came alongside of him. So two very different examples. You know, this yeah. one person who says, you should just give up and go away. And this other, you know, group of people who said, no, we're here with you. We're witnesses, right? We're yes. going to be with you through this uh, every step of the way. And let's be honest, some of us, maybe we've got some relationships in our life. Maybe it's a marriage and you've got some friends in your life saying, oh, you should just walk away. You shouldn't put up with that anymore. Like those are not the people that you should allow to influence you right. and, and your decisions yeah. if they're not pointing you to Jesus and, and, and asking, how does this glorify God in your life? Mm. Right. Well, to circle back to your illustration too, when from yesterday, you said as 
as you have someone tethered to you, there should be someone you're tethered to in front of you. So I love that you spoke about Todd because he's somebody that it, I look up to as like a mentor, someone who can push me, who's going to be asking the right questions. You said as someone is pulling you towards Jesus, you can help pull that other person. And I think that also makes it easier for you to, you know, we want to discern, we want to love people, but we also don't want the wrong friendships in our lives. And so uh, for me, that's been super helpful to be surrounded by the right people pulling me towards Jesus as I'm trying to like bring other people forward too. So I I love that illustration. pointed out something in that illustration I didn't even see or even talk about. So if you can just imagine if you weren't there on Sunday, uh, Connor Christensen is is a middle school student, so there was a big size difference. And I'm just really just pulling him all over that stage. Mm -hmm. And and at times it would be a slow pull and at times I would jerk him and he would, his body would move very quickly. And she said, what I saw in that is sometimes people pull us off course and it's a sudden and a quick thing. Ooh. But oh, sometimes yeah. it's so gradual and a little bit, a little bit, a little bit over time that we don't even realize it until yeah. it's too late. That's yeah, good. that's yeah. so good. And yeah. Stephanie, you've often used this terminology that things in our life often happen, what, gradually and, and suddenly. suddenly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so... Um, so we really need to evaluate. I, I, it was kind of quiet when we left yesterday, and, and I asked my wife, I said, how do you think that was received? She said, I think everybody right now is reevaluating all of the relationships. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that's good. Who's influencing? Who's, here's who the thing, like, we don't have to be discouraged by that. Yet, okay, maybe we left that room and we felt like we needed to, to make some changes, and that's fine. And, you know, we should seek God for how to make that in a graceful and respectful way. But I think one of the best things we can do is be a person, that points people to Jesus. Yeah. Like, start with ourselves. Like, yes. are we the type of friend that people need in their core friend group? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you attract what you are, and you attract the things that you want to be. Yeah. And um, I think that helps. And so when we're all doing that for each other, then we've got a community of people that we can really look to, and we know that we're all going towards Jesus. You're right, because most people were probably thinking, who am I allowing to influence me? Right. When mm-hmm. we should really be asking on top of that, maybe even before that, who am I influencing? And right. what is my influence? Am I influencing yeah, yeah. them in a way that pushes yeah. them to exactly. Jesus or not? Um, so I think a couple, couple action steps. We need to pray, and I think our prayer needs to be, God, give me wisdom to discern who should be in that core group of people. And then, God, give me the strength to maybe not remove, I don't like that word, but to maybe distance myself maybe from some people who maybe shouldn't be in that mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. That and sometimes you got to do a clean break depending on the situation, but sometimes there is a very like healthy and respectful way to do that. Have and there ever been any, been any people in your life that you felt like you did need to remove? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then didn't. And then saw, looking back, that I paid the consequence for it. You know? so. Yeah, I've had people in my life that I felt like, okay, this this is not a healthy relationship. This is not... Um, making me be the best person or who God's called me to be. And ending that relationship was very hard. But, you know, looking back on it, I could see, like, there is no way I would be where I am in my relationship with Jesus if it had stayed the course. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so good. Let me talk to parents for just a second. Parents, I've, I've often heard people say things like, my son, my child's grades have just all of, all of a sudden, like, just changed and 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 their their behavior seems to be changing even their attitude seems to be changing first thing that I would want to know is what new influences are being introduced into your child's life yeah. because so often when there is a sudden change of behavior 
it's often because they have started hanging out with a different group of people or a new friend has been introduced in their life. And all of a sudden, uh, they're being pulled into maybe a direction they don't need to be. Mm -hmm. So don't just look at the grades. Don't just look at the attitude, but really begin to think, why are they responding the way they are in this season of their life? You might find an influence they don't need. This is a whole nother podcast, but I think a lot of times, too, we let things replace people in our life. So we'll let TV shows or video games or electronics or social media replace community that we're supposed to be having with each other. And that speaking into our life can change a lot of things. Oh, true. But usually it's for the worse, sometimes for the better. But we're not supposed to abandon that human interaction. There's something very special about that that the Lord's called us to. So we can't replace our community with things either but yeah. that's, again that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> yeah that is that's gold yeah this has been good stuff in this sermon series um i think we're closing out this next week week four relationship goals um as we close out this podcast today what can we look forward to this sunday in our, our last so we're going to end relationship goals by talking about a love that needs to be at the center of every relationship we have and and the the main thought this week is that true love is not selfish mm. So we're going to talk about how to put others first. We can all listen hard to this one. (laughs) I think sometimes we're selfish and don't even realize it, but it's Mm. nice to to evaluate where we are and where we need to go. So I'm looking forward to this week. That's why it's good to have people like Todd Tallarico to point us out and say, hey, man, you can probably be eating a lot lot better. That's all the time we have for today. Just a reminder for our listeners, we release these episodes every Wednesday at noon, and we want to thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) for more information and links to resources mentioned in today's episode visit northpartrdu.com and click on the podcast page you can also connect with us on facebook instagram and youtube Thanks again for listening. Join us every Wednesday for new episodes of Sunday to Sunday.